Agutten Erev Shabbos, everybody. We are about to begin. Be'ez Zashem, Shir number 122 in the Swarm of Rav Zelik Pliskin. And we're talking about self-confidence. And he has a chapter on the imagery of using an imaginary friend or a mentor who appears whenever you need him. Which is an interesting concept. Now, ideally, we learn a lot about betachin. And about Hashem is there every minute, every step of the way. And ideal is to even go beyond this step and go beyond not needing an imaginary friend, but a real friend, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So there's no question about that. But you do have, through the history, you have Yaakov appearing as an image to Yosef now in some Chazals, it's brought down, it's sort of like a warning, a punishment, not a punishment, but a warning of a punishment. If you sin now, you'll lose. When he was about to do the sin with Aishas Paitifar, who was contemplating it, and he saw the Mustakir and Yishal Aviv, his father said that you will lose the your name on the Aphid if you fall into this. There are other Midrashim or Chazals that there was some encouragement that Yosef had encouragement, if not from the words of Yaakov Avinu, but from the actual image. People do this also when they were very, very close to a Rebbe of theirs, and they may still be alive, but they're not with them right now, or they may not be, maybe in the next world, and they're going through a hard time. And they recall back the Chizik and the Taira that they got from this Rebbe, that helps them move on. So he uses here an imagery of an imaginary friend that we'll go through briefly. But as I was reading this, I realized that we could use this tool, but the goal really is, is to go beyond using this tool and to use it for having Hashem as your friend. And that is not something... That is not appropriate because even the Mesil Sisharim, when he talks about when you're diving Shemani Esrei and Tefillah, Kashi Yedaber Ishal Reyeyu. Everyone knows Hashem's not Mamash a friend. He's a Melech. He's the uh, he's a Avarachaman, but he's also a Bechina of a friend. And when you need him that way, he'll help you that way. So anyway, he he says about that wherever you go this whispering of a self-confident message that you can do it, it's easier than you think, giving you chizik, I know I know you better than this, you can do it, you can do it. And the more, again, I'm reading this, I realize that, again, you use an imaginary friend, just like children use sometimes, their fairies or whatever it is, and you use your adult self and your given intelligence and common sense to ply this imagery. I think he does um, say there's some, you know, imaginary friends could be, you know, you could take it too far. Um, But the bottom line is, like I said, is if you could, instead of doing this, perhaps, replace it with a real friend in the past who gave you chizik, a real Rebbe who gave you chizik. A Rebbe is doing Malach Kodesh Baruch Hu. He's like a Malach Hashem representing a Kodesh Baruch Hu. If you had a, a, a tzaddik that that gave you chizik, that gave you warmth, that gave you life, 
whether he's here but far away or whether he's in the next world, you gain chizik from him. You could even go far with your imagination like this, that even a tzaddik you never saw, you never knew, can give you tremendous chizik if you read his words and it gave you chizik. Some people, let's say Bachrim, when they read the stipler's letters that give them chizik after they were nichshel on, on, on different things and how to get back up and do it with simcha. People used to write to him how much chalisha sadas they have because they have trouble learning and he gave them chizik and advice. So people, even if they never were zeicha to meet the stipler, zeicha tzadik levracha. But the very chizik of his letters is personal to you. And that encourages you and that and that that keeps you, that keeps you going. You see this, I see this with with um again, I'm not Breslov per se, but there's Rabbi Yaakov Meyer Shechtis Svarim Vinichtov Basefer, two volumes, Lakute Amorim, two volumes, his letters, beautiful. Um he should live I may have some shan and gesund. Beautiful chizik, and I never met him. I never spoke to him, I never met him. But because his words give me chizik, I have a karsatayif to him. And sometimes I think, or I write down in an index card, some encouraging words to keep me going and to build me up. That's what people need. It's, of course, the goal is to go straight to the source, the true friend with a capital F, which is the true friend, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But it's perfectly acceptable and even healthy, whether it's like a begin of the Mustik Yoyne Shal Yaakov, his Heilige Zayda, his Heilige Rebbe, or even a good, good, good friend, Mechanech Mashpia, who gave you encouragement in the past, or Mechaber of a Sefer, whose words touched you, and helps you move forward, and helps you grow. So that's one other very good Eitzah to help you build self-confidence, and to help you in general to be mechazik yourself when you're feeling insecure. Now, many people think and believe they have a valid reason for feeling insecure and why they're entitled to feel insecure. But when people who were insecure in their lives and they changed their attitude and now they became self-confident, they confided and they said, that now I realize that it was only because I was thinking insecure thoughts that I felt insecure. And I want to tell you, Rabbi Sai, it's hard to accept this. At least for me, it was hard. Because I always felt that the emotions sometimes could override and overwash an insecure thought, a secure thought, rather. As you want to feel self-confident, you're thinking those positive thoughts, but you have an inner emotion that is anxiety or it's insecurity that overrides it. And some of it is natural. But what he's saying is MS Lamitai. It just doesn't happen overnight. It takes practice. You have to start when your emotions are not so high. You start little by little. But this really, 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 really works. Over time, it works. And you keep at it, it works. Sometimes you need help and coaching, but it works. And when someone stops thinking insecurely, they stop feeling insecure over time. You can't completely stop thinking. You know, we're always thinking. 
You can't control a thought that you already thought. Some insecure thoughts will pop through your head. But you have free choice of what your next thought will be. By the way, you should know, this is a shayrish of the mitzvah of Leisasudu. We talked about this before in Shalom Bayis and Yanim and, 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 and watching your eyes and all these things. To remember this, that, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to show you how it could apply over here. In Leisasuru, if a person was walking to shul, and ba'inis, mamish ba'inis, something came to his eyes where whatever, uh, a sight that normally he shouldn't be seeing, and he has now an asayin, and it's a taiva to look for another second, or to think for another second about whatever he just saw. So that moment, that, that it came to him, he's an oinus, he has zero oinus for it, zero accountability, and not only that, it's achonas mitzvah, because okay, you didn't ask for it. It's sort of like shikha, the mitzvah, or shluach hakan. That's how you look at it. I didn't want this. I didn't want this. It came there. I had to go to shul. It came here. And you choose to look away right away. You're Mekayin the mitzvah of That is the mitzvah. Same thing over here. You have a thought that popped into your head, an insecure, self-confident, uh, the, the insecure, lack of self-confident thought in your mind. And you say to yourself, okay, I thought that. Now I'm going to think something positive. I'm going to think a secure thought. I go to my next thought. By the way, that's also true. You don't battle that bad thought. It's like Loisa Suru. You don't, if you, it, the, the Tanya says that if you call uh, meaning if you wrestle with someone that's dirty, you'll get dirty too. So don't wrestle with him. Just walk away. Loisa Suru, bad image. Don't battle it. Just walk away. Just walk away. It was interesting that that I, I had this once discussion with one of my close friends that had a different approach. I'm not saying every approach has a certain validity, but this is the way it worked for me. We talked once about Shemir Sainayim, and when he happens to go on the street and he he sees something, he's going to shul. This is the difference between me and him. You go to shul, see something, look away right away, be kind of mitzvah and he would go fair, and he would spit, and he would say, it's a tzoya, it's disgusting, it's, 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 it's chazer. And that's his, his way of dealing with the image that he saw. And by me, it didn't work so well, that. You know, because I explained to him, bottom line is, is when you have a taiva, you could call it a chazer, you could call it treif, you could call it tzoya, you could call it vomit, but if it's a taiva, it's a taiva. So if you think along those lines, yes, it does say when you with a, with a, a, a Isha that, that that's not your wife, that, that it's usher to be Masava, you should think along those imageries of, 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 of negative bodily images that would cause you that taiva to stop. So it is, there is a validity to it. But very often, by human nature, if you see someone that you would be naturally pulled to, it's very hard to have that imagery. So my approach was, if I saw something ba'inis, and I'm going to Bincha, uh, I totally, I basically say, I, I, I like make believe that it didn't exist. I did see it. But I pretend that I didn't see it. I like imagine to myself, okay, new, what's next? I go straight to my next thought, thinking about a Dvar or something. And then when I go to Mincha, Asha Yoshe Vesecha. 
I don't go still by Mincha walking in going fair, fair, whatever, and, and going ranting and raving about what, what, what I saw and how disgusting it was. You move on. You move on. Again, there's different approaches, but this is the approach here with the self-confidence. An insecure thought, you don't have to battle it, but you just move away from it and replace it with a self-confident thought. Over time, it's going to help. Over time, it's going to help. It's interesting, Zal Kliskin said he met a social worker who heard a lecture by someone they named Sid Banks. Who was Sid Banks? He was a person that was a ninth grader and he dropped out of school. He lived a, a living as a welder. He felt insecure. And then someone commented to him that he only felt insecure because of his insecure thoughts. And the Sid Banks suddenly realized that the answer to his insecurity was totally dependent on his thoughts. And if he stopped thinking insecure thoughts, he wouldn't feel insecure feelings. And that's the root of all the stress. And again, I'm going to repeat here, don't be discouraged if this doesn't work right away or it takes time for it to work or you have to first work when you're calmer. But it works ultimately. Stop thinking the stressful thoughts and you won't feel stressed. Stop thinking the angry thoughts and you won't experience angry feelings. It's easy to say, but it's not always so easy. But if you understand the true ramification and consequence of internalizing this message, you will live a calmer life and you will live a more self-confident life because you'll realize that your inner natural state and is a, is a state of well-being and inner calm. That's your neshama. Your neshama is at peace and the stressful thoughts causes distress. So this is the idea to learn to let go of these machshavas. And by the way, you know, we always say here, good ner Shabbos. Now when we chazer over the shiurim, these shiurim are posted during the week as well. I think even in the week when I say good ner Shabbos, I mean it, l'mefreya, that you say good ner Shabbos, and I wish you on a Monday and a Sunday, a Monday and Tuesday, also good ner Shabbos, and, and so on. But the idea being is, that is also an avoida of going into Shabbos, Kodesh, with Menucha, Actually, Shabbos is a very good day to practice this. Because Baruch Hashem, we are removed from Allahis, we are removed from a lot of distractions. Some people say they have a hard time with Shabbos because it's boring or it's too long, it drags. But if you have the right approach, it is a world unto itself. It is the beautiful oasis in the desert. It's where you develop your Menucha Sanefesh. And that's a good day to practice. Things are calmer. Things are less stressful. You can make it less stressful. And here's where you think and you contemplate about self-confidence, about trusting Hashem, about being mechazik yourself, being mechazik others, by appreciating the menucha of Shabbos, doing your best to see how can I spread this menucha into the week, that even the week should feel may ain Shabbos, so that the next real Shabbos will be even greater in that menucha feeling that you feel. And we should all continue as Hashem to feel this and experience this. The Menuchas HaShabbos, the Menuchas HaNefesh, the self-confidence that comes with that. And the HaKadosh Baruch will help that we should all be zaycha to this. To serve Hashem with Simcha, with Menuchas HaNefesh, with Yishav Adas, and with our Chavas Adas. A wonderful Shabbos.